You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Somebody who's a strong leader, a strong communicator, and a strong collaborator. You know, somebody who can collaborate and, and really, um, you know, be able to lead um, the right way. Um, to be able to uh, get a group of men together uh, for the ultimate goal. So um, I think, you know, they, 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 that's why we met with them and we're able to feel really good coming out of those conversations because I think everybody can agree on what they're looking for um, and what can take us to the next level. And that's just a strong, strong leader, strong communicator, and uh, somebody that's willing to collaborate. And with that, welcome into a um, Tuesday bonus scoop edition, which today, not surprisingly, will focus almost exclusively on the Vikings, what has happened um, in the past day as far as Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer being out, and what is going to happen now that the GM search and ultimately coaching search is underway. Zolgad, executive producer, Declan Goff, and Darren Doogie Wilson, Channel 5 Eyewitness News extraordinaire, and also the Scoop podcast. And, of course, all the scoop uh, branding that you find at Score North. And there's a lot these days. And, Darren, I'm going to throw it to you to start with. Tell me uh, what what your intelligence returned with as far as information on uh, the events of Monday and some of the major surprises that took place, starting with Rick Spielman's ouster. Good morning, gentlemen. Let's collaborate. Let's do it. Absolutely. There's plenty to dissect. There's plenty to get into. So, Judd, my understanding is the way this unfolded on Monday was Rick Spielman was summoned in for a meeting with the Wilfs at 7.30 a.m. When he went into that meeting, he expected, I've had multiple people tell me this, Judd, mm-hmm. he expected to find out news of the dismissal of Mike Zimmer. He did not expect to be fired. That was a surprise. It caught him off guard. Mike Zimmer went in at 8.15, fully expecting to hear the news that he was being relieved of his duties. He received that news. He immediately left. Rick Spielman stayed, eventually addressed the team. This goes back to the back and forth you and I have had for a number of weeks that the Mike Zimmer ouster, zero surprise, but that we thought Rick Spielman would stick in some form, some capacity. Heck, I thought that as late as Sunday night. I went on TV. This face made for radio was on Channel 5 Sunday night. Your reputation on the line. Yeah, saying I expected Rick to remain in some form, not necessarily the guy hiring the next head coach, but I did not see him outright losing his job. But here we are. So that part of the equation definitely surprised me. Mm-hmm. Credit to the Wilfs for opening up the checkbook. This is a lot of money. I continue to hear that Mike Zimmer has a full guarantee on his 2023 contract. So they are paying Zim for 2022 and 2023. Somewhere in the ballpark. I don't have 
the exact number. Could it be as high as $8 million? It could. I had somebody in the know yesterday say it's closer to six. But let's say it's six, six and a half. That's still yeah. a healthy, what, 12, 13, 13 and a half million dollars to pay the head coach to go away. Then Rick Spielman was on the hook for seven figures. And so that's a healthy check to cut for Rick to go away. But to me, Judd, these two were always attached that if you made the move on Mike, you had to make the move on Rick. So here we are. Mm-hmm. The search is underway for a general manager and a head coach. Judd, we've alluded to this going back many weeks that they've done, the Wilfs, their due diligence in this regard for a while. Like my sense is, Judd, it probably began maybe even before the Dallas debacle Halloween mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. but soon thereafter. That that due diligence, when people scoffed at what you and I have been saying, you know, Mark pretty much, Mark Wilf pretty much admitted to that when he met with us on Monday that they've done their due diligence for a bit. So that process behind the scenes has been ongoing. Judd, as of this morning, a couple logical candidates for general manager, like guys I would imagine the Vikings reach out to, no guarantees, but guys I sense, or at least one for sure, that is going to at least get a phone call has not received said call. I imagine it picks up maybe as soon as later today, later on on Tuesday into Wednesday, but they are not moving at the same rate as, say, the Chicago Bears. There are many names that have leaked, tied to the Bears, general manager interviews, head coaching interviews, Brian Flores, Doug Peterson will interview for the Bears job tomorrow. Like I saw Jason Lock and Four of CBS say, expect the Vikings to interview Doug Peterson. Yeah, that makes logical sense to me, but I can tell you, I checked 20 minutes ago, Judd. Somebody who knows Doug incredibly well said he is not aware of the Vikings reaching out to Doug Peterson quite yet. Yeah, and and just to backtrack on that one, Dukes, what I've heard is that Doug has told people he is willing to wait the process here. Like, here, here's the thing that people need to keep in, in mind because I'm seeing tweets now about you got to start talking to people. What's going on? I see a list from the bears. I see a list. First of all, GM wise, this is easily the best job. Uh, The bears and giants jobs are not as good. The bears have a quarterback at Justin Fields, but they are a dumpster fire run by incompetent people. Uh, The giants are not a dumpster fire, but it's not as good of job. Um, The Vikings job GM wise is going to be coveted. It's a really good job. Coaching wise, you got the bears, Broncos, Jaguars, Dolphins, Vikings. The Vikings are going to be near the top of that list. And if you're a guy like Doug, who's got a Super Bowl um, and a pedigree, you very well might say, I will wait this out. Because Dukes, I will always go back to when the Wilfs first started this process, 2006 Brad Childress, they got bullied into, if I leave here, I'm taking the Packer job, which by the way, I think was BS. Um, But the Wilfs were, were like, Brad, you can't leave. You can't leave. You can't leave. And they cost themselves the opportunity to talk to a lot of people because of that. I think they've learned. I don't think that these are dumb folks. I I think they're smart. Um, And so this whole process is going to play out slower than people like. That being said, it's the right move. These are long-term. I mean, the GM hire is huge. You get this wrong, you could be screwed. So, So this hire becomes incredibly important. Let me ask you this. Do you have any intelligence or theory on Spielman and what took place there? Because to me, that's the mystery right now. That's the, that's what I, I mean, 
he definitely was talked to about a new title. He definitely started to do his own work on prospective candidates to replace him in the GM chair. Have you been given any information or formulated um, reckless speculation theories, Dukes, on what took place there? Because no, I, that's the that is a huge question. That is a huge question. It's everything you said. I don't know if I can add much beyond that, but like I'm telling you, like as of Monday early morning, I know as he left his Eden Prairie residence when he made that drive to Egan, coffee. He in was the coaster. convinced. Yeah, after he took the dog for a very early morning walk, which always he was does. convinced. It's still dark. Yep. He was not going to be given his walking paper. So I will continue to chase. That angle, it is very fascinating to me. Let me piggyback on what you said about this job. It does have appeal. I can just tell you, from three very logical candidates, they view this as the best opening. They Mm -hmm. do. They look at the stabilization in terms of ownership, you know, being able to work for the Wilfs. You know, there's, there's a lot to like here. I get it immediately. They're over the cap. There's some roster maneuvering some roster gymnastics that needs to take place but there's an awareness that you have the best salary cap guy in the league present but i'm just telling you there is appeal that the wilfs just don't fire people left and right that you land this job if you're competent that you can be here for a really long time that you have every resource you need yes to win at a high level so i can just tell you doesn't mean If we took a poll of 15 or 20 logical candidates, they would all say, I prefer the Vikings. But the three I've been in contact with all said, give me that Vikings job over the Bears job, over the Giants job. Absolutely. And and Score North is certainly not um, a bunch of guys and gals at times who are homers towards this team. We want the the team to win because it's more fun. Uh, But I but let me say this about. Well, let me even stop you there, Judd. It's great when they win. Give me one or the other, a winner or rock bottom. Like, I haven't enjoyed middle purgatory. I just haven't. Sometimes covering a mediocre team can be boring. Right. Now, yeah, of the two, give me the ultimate winner. That brings the most joy from what I do in terms of, you know, needing stuff to talk about, write about, Mm -hmm. you know, go back and forth with you, others. Yes. I would rather talk about a really good team than a really bad team. But I just I want one of those. I haven't enjoyed middle purgatory. Sure, but the but the point is is that there's a lot of outlets in this town that root for the team. We don't. That being said, I, I have covered the Wilfs since they bought this team. And while it's a salary cap league, and that means that your payroll is has a floor and a cap, I get that. Um, the thing that's attractive about this job is new stadium, uh, new and gorgeous practice facility, and just as important, the Wilfs will spend where others won't. Um, they'll pay people to to not work, Spielman and Zim. Uh, they they will build out coaching staff uh, staffs where a lot of people will say, "Do you don't really need that guy?" They'll build out scouting staffs, and so as a GM candidate, this is a great job because they will allow you to spend money where other people won't. And so so this job becomes incredibly, incredibly attractive. Um, you've tweeted names out. Give me what you're hearing, at least potential GM candidate names. And, and just quickly, I believe this process works like this. 
I believe the, the reason why people didn't get calls yet is, is at least it's true for coaching. You have to submit your list to the league of people that you want to request and talk to. It goes to the league first, and then you start to make calls. And with the way that the Rooney rules are set up now, you need to talk to two minority candidates for a GM slash vice president job and two minority candidates for a coaching job. So it, you don't just start calling. You actually come up with a list. The league gets that list, and then you start to act, to, to make the contact with a prospective candidate. Yes, and those minority interviews will not be token interviews. Like, there is immense pressure, Judd. I'll continue to say what I've been saying for weeks. There is immense pressure. Doesn't mean it's a 100% lock that in the end it will be a minority, but I'm just telling you, there is immense pressure to hire a minority as general manager. Now, I'm not saying like completely dismiss the name Dodds from the Indianapolis Colts. He is ready to be a general manager, right? Much like mm-hmm. George Payton had been ready for a long time, waited for the right opportunity. A year ago, he goes to Denver. Dodds in Indianapolis seems to be that guy, maybe more so than any other candidate for this cycle. So I'm not saying we can completely dismiss his name, but I'm just saying there's immense pressure to hire minority. So in that regard, you've got Brown in Philadelphia. You've got guys in the Cleveland front office, the Kansas City front office, the San Francisco front office, McClay in Dallas, the Dallas front office. There are many candidates that fit that bill, guys that are ready to lead a front office. All right. So the four names I've heard, and I think our list, you might have a few more names than me, but I think our list um, do correspond as the same for these four is, as you said, Ed Dodds, who who sounds to me like probably the closest to Spielman that you could possibly get, football lifer, scouter, scouting guy, younger, uh, but scouting background, a football-y football guy. Uh, second name, Will McClay. Cowboys VP of player personnel, well-respected, could be attached potentially to Kellen Moore, who I hear is intrigued by this job. Uh, McClay has turned down opportunities like Peyton did before to leave. And so I don't know um, that he would accept the opportunity to come here and talk to the Wilfs. My guess is because this job is attractive, he would. Uh, And then it gets more intriguing with the last two names because we're talking about Younger minority candidates who have really good backgrounds education-wise as well as football-wise. Brandon Brown, Eagles Director of Player Personnel. Young guy. I think he's got a couple degrees. So smart dude. And then the last one, really intriguing, Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Used to work for the Niners. Was hired as the Browns VP of Football Ops. Believe he is an Ivy League guy. And it and he and it reads like an analytics type baseball guy. Those last two intrigue me, um, not because I think they're slam dunks, not because I think that they're for sure the right guys, but I do think that the Vikings and Spielman, to his credit, analytically attempted to adopt things, but it wasn't in his DNA. And Zimmer bristled. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised if the Vikings look to at least go a little bit more in a direction with younger people who understand what the numbers say in 2022. Yes. Let's also keep in mind that Andrew Miller, high up in the Vikings front office, not necessarily on the player personnel side, more so on the business side, but president CEO, he's got a baseball background. I just, I 
can't help but think when thinking okay. about Miller's involvement in this process mm. and those last two names you brought up, the ties to analytics, like those are definitely two names I would key in on. The guy in Philly, the guy in Cleveland. What I'm trying to figure out is who else is involved in this process? Who are the Wilfs leaning on? Yes, on Miller, but who else? Could it potentially be Rob Brzezinski? Rob is not in the mix to be the general manager. Well, I think he it, is highly respected. He I knows so many people in the league. Yeah, I do too. That's why I cite him. Yes. But who else? Like, right. How big is that circle? How small is that circle potentially? Miller, Brzezinski, who potentially else? Uh, besides besides the Wilfs themselves, my question is this. Is anybody else from the ownership group involved? I don't know the answer to that question. And I think it might be a couple more logical candidates from the football operation side that the Wilfs like. I'm trying to find out who. I don't know whom yet. Yeah, um, we may have some answers next time we chat on Thursday yep. in that regard. But, yeah, I do. I, I think there's probably a few others internally yep. that the Wilfs trust. And when we say the Wilfs, it's more than Mark and Ziggy. Like, there are more Wilfs involved. So it is, is definitely a family affair. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that Rob's job is completely safe. And I, I think that Rob is definitely going to pick the guy who's going to be the – the. Uh, GM, I am not concerned about the coach because I think I would hope that the GM is going to pick the coach. So really the most important part, Dukes, of this equation is who is going to pick that GM because that's the hire that you've got to get right. And that's the guy who I I think is going to go a long way towards determining your quarterback, right? Like the things that Rick didn't succeed at, um, this guy's going to go, going to have a big role in trying to change that so once you get the gm if it's the right guy the coach should fall in line uh, but yeah i i don't know and and i am not um mr search firm guy so so like i didn't say oh they're not gonna have a search firm how can you not have a search firm i i'm a little bit sketchy especially for pro teams on search firms um but i am i am curious how this is ultimately going to work and play out um, especially given the fact that they are vowing to be patient, which I like. So hopefully for their sake, that that pays dividends because it's just my opinion, diving headfirst in, into the pool and saying, we got to pick a guy, we got to pick a guy for a job like this is a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea. I was over at Jeff Diamond's house for a bit yesterday, the former Titans executive, the former Vikings GM way back when. So he's been involved in situations like this, it's his belief that the Wilfs made the right call, not going the search firm route, that you don't need to utilize a search firm in this regard. Yeah, it is going to take some time. Like somebody asked me on Twitter this morning, Judd, like how fast will things move? I said, just using my birthday as a date to to look at, it's the birthday in 11 days. I said like 60, 40 11 days from now, 65, 35, you know, but that might even be a little aggressive because they are going to be patient. Like, I don't think we'll have news in the next 48 or 72 hours of a general manager hire. And that's why, like, I saw Bovada, right? Like, they've got odds, right? You can bet on who the next Vikings head coach will be. Those odds don't mean a whole lot until I know who who the general manager is. You're right. Like, if it's Will McClay who had a chance, right, to to be the 
Houston Texans GM a year ago. Jerry Jones allegedly just loves the man, so takes care of him greatly. So maybe he just stays there in Dallas. But if he's willing to jump, yeah, like he would be a guy I'd look at. And you're right. If you hire Will McClay, then you look at Kellen Moore as potentially this team's next head coach. So, like I saw Eric Bieniemy is the betting favorite. Who knows? Maybe Eric Bieniemy will be this team's head coach. But until I see the general manager, it's right. not like I put my money on any one coaching candidate. Here's why I now don't think that that Eric has a shot at this job. The comments of Eric Hendricks and Brian O'Neill yesterday Those about were interesting. Mike were yeah. very interesting. And Eric is an old school football guy. He will get in your face. Now, I do think that he would say hi to you in the hallway. Uh, but I but I've seen him, and I, I mean, heck, he he was um, Adrian Peterson's first position coach. I've seen him take Peterson to task, and those two go at it. And so, oh, yeah. I visible to th- us, like when we had access oh, there at Winter yeah. Park training camp. Yeah, I mean, he would get vocal, very yeah. vocal. So I got to think, Dukes, that um, those two players, for the first time, really ever, I think expressing a frustration with how Mike went about his business is going to be very telling in who the next coach is. Um, And I'm curious now that Mike is gone, because this always takes place, how much more comes out about what transpired behind the scenes? Because, you know, keep in mind, we are not in the locker room now. Like you could glean a lot of stuff. We're not in post game. We're not in, you know, after practice or before during the week. It's been two years. The last time we were in yep. the locker room, I suppose, would have been locker room clean out after the 49ers playoff loss. So I'm very curious, Dukes, now how much is going to begin to surface, starting with those two comments about what the culture was like and about what the mood was like behind the scenes with Mike in this franchise. Yes. Although I think Mike also put some guys in position to hit payday big yeah. time. I think what you see is what you get. I really do. Like, Mike wasn't a guy, if you passed him in the hallway, hey, how are you? How's the family? Like, that's just not in Mike's DNA. I do think the next head coach will have those traits, those qualities. So I think we'll see a shift in that regard. But I'm not going to pile on. I think some stuff probably will come out further. I'm just not going to be one, Judd, that's going to dig a whole lot more and try to pile on Mike. I think there was enough good, a lot of good, I think he inherited a mess in so many ways back in 2014. So mm-hmm. I appreciate a lot of what Mike accomplished. I really do. Best guess, do, do you think that Mike is a coordinator in the league next season? I think he wants to coach. Yeah. I mean, he could, you know, take a year off, go hang out at the Kentucky ranch, cash those biweekly paychecks that the Wilfs will send him. But yeah, I think he still wants to coach. You know, the clock's ticking in many ways, right? In your mid-60s. How many more opportunities will you have? So, yeah, I think he can make, you know, a defensive coordinator uh, for some team, you know, make some head coach real happy in that regard. I was talking to Chad Greenway about that yesterday. Chad certainly would like to see Mike be a defensive coordinator as soon as this upcoming season. If Dan Quinn leaves the Cowboys, Mike could go work for his old buddy Jerry Jones, who I think – Well, and there's a lot of buzz that George Payton wants Dan Quinn, right, that Dan Quinn – yeah. He wanted to make a betting favor for the Broncos head coach. Just another job, defensive coach. That it would be Dan Quinn. So yeah, if if Mike McCarthy needs a needs a DC down there, Jerry Jones can have some influence. Yeah, Mike Zimmer is the Cowboys defensive coordinator. I like that idea. Rick, 
Th- think he works next season? Because he he could go work for George as a consultant, pick yeah, up a paycheck a in question. Denver. Well, or for his brother Chris in Detroit. That's you know, true. Go too. do some college scouting. Yeah, I think in some yeah former fashion, Rick is doing something. I just don't think he's going to sit out, kick his feet up, and do nothing. So yeah, I expect to see Rick doing something. All right, final final scoops, um, inside or outside of the world of the Vikings and the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've gone down the Vikings rabbit hole pretty good with certainly more news to to come out. Heck, maybe as soon as this afternoon or this evening, but certainly by the time we talk next on on Thursday. We're a month away from the NBA trade deadline. The Wolves continue to do their due diligence. I saw a note from a Sacramento reporter that they had one of their pro personnel guys at the Kings-Cavs game last night. You know, that's not the only NBA game they've been at in recent days and weeks. They are scouting a lot of different guys, casting a pretty wide net on the trade front. They absolutely want to upgrade this roster. I don't think Sachin Gupta is anti-potentially moving his 2022 first-round pick, but if not 22, the 23 first-round pick, if it nets them the right player, a Miles Turner, a Ben Simmons. But Gupta absolutely wants to do something, wants to do something to help this roster. you know. And if they can get as high as the sixth seed, that would be fantastic, but like I think the floor is they're a playing team. Like I just I don't see a scenario where they fall below the 10th seed. So we're looking at the Wolves playing at least one, if not multiple, meaningful games come mid to late April. So you know, if you're a casual Wolves observer, I think you have reason to go all in on this season. I get it; the bar is so low that we'll happily take the play-in tournament. If it's one and done, that would stink, but that would still be progress for this franchise. But just know that as the February 10th trade deadline approaches, the Wolves are being very, very aggressive. Interesting stuff. All right, sir. Much appreciated. And we'll talk to you on Thursday for for the scoop with Mackie. And I'm guessing that we will have even more Vikings reckless speculation or hell news at that point. I love it, Judd. We'll talk soon. See you, Declan. Bye-bye. Searching for the perfect gift idea for that hard-to-buy person on your list? The Allbirds Wool Runner is a natural fit. It's made from ZQ-certified merino wool, a naturally cozy material with low environmental impact. And Allbirds offsets the carbon footprint, making the Wool Runner carbon neutral, so you can take comfort in treading lighter. This holiday season, give tidings of comfort and coziness with the Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com.